0: ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Bob Picosi. Too bad they couldn't find a big name to fill in. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to miss the next two Sprint Cup races because of recurring concussion like symptoms. And filling in for Jr. will be four time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jeff Gordon. A grand jury today in Waco indicted former Baylor All American defensive end Sean Oakman on second degree felony sexual assault charges. New Bears football coach Jim Grove says that football is taking a back seat now in the wake of. University's mishandling of sexual assault allegations within the program probe against this morning on Mike and Mike. We're gonna be better than ever but we have to do things the right way and the number one thing we want our players to understand is there is no tolerance. There's zero tolerance for misbehavior. Uh, If if they misbehave we will we will funnel their problems on to the right people. Big 12 says it's satisfied that Baylor's administration is being transparent in its investigation.
1: Sports Center is brought to you by Barbasol. Have you splashed in the Pacific Ocean and felt the rush? Barbasol has it, America, in Pacific Rush Shaving Cream. Barbasol, Pacific Rush. Broadcasting live from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in Tallahassee's All Saints District, this is The Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones, presented by Hobson Chevrolet. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Here's Tom Block and Keith Jones.
2: Hello once again, everybody. At long last, the news has broken. The ACC Network is here. So much for a slow middle of July, KJ, as we say good evening. Well, we predicted it. Do we get credit for that? I don't know. I do think we uh, we should get some, and we'll get into that. But it occurs to me, I was making a, just a little list, and I don't normally do this, Keith. But this week alone, for the doldrums of summer, are you putting this into your journal as well? I am. Okay. It's a it's a I call it a diary and it's right by my bed every night. You have
3: I, a key and a lock on it. The oh.
2: Wednesday Is it pink? The Wednesday mm-hmm. entries are always much longer because I've spent quality time with you during the day. There but, you go. All right. Uh this last week alone, the college football playoff folks actually came out and admitted that the New Year's Eve thing maybe wasn't such a good idea and they're open to moving those playoff games another day. Meanwhile, the topic is being raised about eliminating kickoffs from the sport of college football
3: which is the first time we've heard that with any significance
2: the NFL has led on that they're going to insert computer chips into the kicking balls during the preseason because they're going to begin to track exactly where in between the uprights the kicks go because they're tinkering with the idea of narrowing the goalposts
3: and remember the upright is not a foul pole in the college game the ball has to be completely inside the upright even the imaginary one to be good if it hits the upright in the college game that ain't there, the one that extends, Right,
2: it ain't good. Right. So that discussion's on the table. There you go. NCAA basketball, for some reason, made the announcement that the top overall seed in Where the do you NCAA want to go? tournament will get to choose which of the eight first and second round sites it wants to play in.
3: I haven't been in California in a while, says Coach K. Let's go to Anaheim.
2: Florida State football cuts a deal with Showtime for an all-access show that will uh, be Tuesday nights at 10. Is it rated pg or is it rated r a season with florida state football it's showtime so does it begs the question exactly and oh by the way the acc network news broke and all that and i've left out plenty but that's a pretty full slate for the middle of july here Keith.
3: for an hour show it may be difficult for an hour
2: and the acc kickoff is this week so we already had things to talk about we've got a a big show ahead as we will uh, get into all those topics. Uh, I just wanted to list them out. I know you're chomping at the bit to react to some of them. I'll let you do that. Don't worry. But uh, before we do so, I'll quickly uh, point out a big thanks to Madison Social. As always, uh, they have – it may be too late by to, by the time you hear this for tonight, but this is the way they think. They have a parent social tonight. It's basically for a date night. You can go there with your kids, and Seminole sitters will babysit your kids upstairs while mom and dad can enjoy a nice night out at Madison Social. So, again, I don't know if it's too late to get there tonight, but in general, that tells you the way they think. And uh, of course, tell, happy hour. don't you
3: tell our listeners what I'm doing? Yeah, yeah, he's
2: doing the I don't have to do that no more dance, which looks like probably. Uh, I've been doing it for 20 years. Yes, yes, like. you have. All right, happy hour nightly, four to seven at, at Madison Social. Every night is happy hour for Keith because he ain't got to do that no more. All right, I guess the ACC network is going to maybe dominate our conversation over the next hour, or would you rather start with the Showtime behind-the-scenes look at Jimbo Fisher's football program? Well, let's
3: start with the Showtime only because this will be the probably the only time we talk about it because all we know is that it's being done. I, for one, will admit didn't watch a single episode last year. It was about Notre Dame. I didn't care. Okay.
2: let's ask it do you have showtime
3: I do not have showtime well so there you go I may get it now in order to watch the Florida State portion of it, I think I'm, it I'm in
2: the same boat by the way yep
3: I think it's interesting because the first show will air on the Tuesday night immediately after the Monday night Labor Day game so you're going to get right into it uh, by all accounts based on the few folks I've talked to you've talked to others Jimbo wants to do this has has wanted to do this I would have I would have thought the exact opposite. I would have thought he didn't want cameras anywhere near all the other things that he did. But I forgot one important piece. Jimbo, Jimbo looks Curtin. at the big picture and recruiting because all the kids are going to watch this. And and when it comes to recruiting, Jimbo will pull out all the stops to do everything necessary in order to make sure that the Florida state is positioned best. Uh, so when I first heard about it, I said, there's no way. Jimbo won't let this happen. And then when I processed it, I know why it's happening. And I think, If done right, I think the big question we don't know the answer to because we just haven't asked the right people yet, who has final editorial control? And based on one article that I read that referenced what was done last year at Notre Dame, Notre Dame did not have final word. It was a gentleman agreement amongst the producers that they just wouldn't do anything to embarrass Notre Dame and Notre Dame football, and it was their ultimate decision, not Coach Kelly's not the athletic directors, not the administrative staff. I have no idea how it works at Florida State, but that'll be the interesting
2: part. But Florida State, Jimbo and his staff did look at the series that was done last year at Notre Dame to get an idea for how that story was told. And Notre Dame folks came out and said that they did well, they, they did it. recognize the benefit on the, on the road. Uh, it would not behoove Showtime to, for lack of a better term, throw a program under the bus given that they plan to do this on an annual basis because – There would be a pretty short list of willing uh, candidates to sign up for the next one if that happened. But I don't know what the arrangement is either. It will make for some interesting behind-the-scenes stuff because the cameras will be there, uh, as best I can tell, pretty much at the Moore Center, in the meeting rooms, in practice, on the road with the team they were around in the spring. And as for that initial show on the Tuesday after the Ole Miss game, you can be guaranteed that uh, three-quarters of that show, maybe – 80 percent of that 90 percent of that show they'll
3: be shot in Orlando
2: (laughs) no I was going to say the opposite will be done before kickoff of the Ole Miss game and then they'll because there's such a tight turnaround then they'll plug in a little bit about that game I don't know how to try and edit that from when that game ends at 11 o'clock on Monday night and turn you're you're talking
3: logistics but at the same time I think if Florida State wins that game which we expect them to It'll be 50-60% the game. They'll go the extra mile to, to, to get that in the can. I could be wrong. You're talking about the production side. I'm just suggesting there's not enough of a window. I think on the ah. regular course
2: of the season when the games are on Saturday, they have Sunday and all day well, Monday to focus more on the game. That one won't. But nobody h- really cares h- about this the beauty
3: party. of this show. We're already talking about it. And we're already disagreeing.
2: All right. One thing we can agree on is that, uh, as we toot our own horn, we have – firmly said for years now that there would be an ACC network (laughs) and so we will continue to say that because now news is broken about it and matter of fact we'll discuss it when we come back Uh, a lot of this uh, well a lot of questions still to be answered and they'll be answered this week at the ACC kickoff but we're going to offer our answers or thoughts anyway when we continue right here on the front row.
4: It's the Wakala Report, a quick take on news and events in and around Wakala. Brought to you locally by Prime Meridian Bank, Tallahassee, and Crawfordville. If it's important to you, it's important to us. Congratulations and good luck to Wakala High baseball coach Mike Golger, who has taken a job at Lincoln High School. Mike is a Wakala High graduate and has been with the War Eagles for 15 years as a teacher and coach. Sign up is open for the River Springs Middle School Baseball Camp, featuring Wakala and FAMU alum Jordy Montague and Thomas University alum Tyler Krepp. The camp runs from July 25th to the 29th. Call 510-0860 for information. And don't forget that the Wakala National Wild Turkey Federation Banquet is Saturday, July 30th. For details, call 445-3364. This has been the Wakala Report brought to you by your friends at Prime Meridian Bank. Personal service, local decision-making, Prime Meridian Bank, Tallahassee, Crawfordville, or on the web at trymybank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.
5: The weather's hot and the deals are hot in Cairo, Georgia. I'm Bob Hobson. If you're looking for a great deal on a new or used car, truck, or SUV, it's at Hobson Chevrolet Buick in Cairo, Georgia. Pick out your vehicle. We'll appraise your trade-in. With 0% available and up to $10,000 in discounts, we just make it easy. No games here. Come by and see us or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. Buy your new Chevrolet the Hobson way. July special. On any new or used truck, get a free bedliner. Come by and see us.
1: You're listening to The Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Got a question? Email them at row at 97.9 ESPNradio.com. Here's Tom and Keith.
2: We welcome you back to The Front Row. The big news this week involving Florida State and the ACC is news that an ACC network is finally here or on its way. On the digital side, it will launch this fall linear side 2019 and Keith and I have pontificated about this for weeks months and years we'll Talk, know, talked about it as well we've done that too we've uh, we'll know more tomorrow when the commissioner John Swafford uh, makes his uh, state of the ACC address if you will at the ACC kickoff in Charlotte but for some really good insight on this uh one of the one of the real experts in terms of covering sports media in this country uh, from Sports Business Journal and media reporter John O'Rand is kind enough to join us now John thank you so much for for your time we look forward to the conversation
6: I don't have to use five syllable words, do I? No, no, but uh, we'll
2: give you bonus points if you do. And those are the only
3: And I, now you know the dynamic of this relationship, John. He <laughs> uses the five syllables, I use the one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it. Well, he you know, here's two syllables for you, dollars, which is what everybody seems to be interested in in terms of the ACC network. So, I, I'll start there because uh, you know, amongst Florida State fans and college football fans, you know, we continue to separate further into the sort of the haves and have-nots, and that's even happened at the Power Five level, where the SEC and the Big Ten are uh, generating substantially more revenue than the other Power Five leagues. And so for the ACC, this is going to get them back in that ballpark, I guess. But do we have any idea of what the numbers, uh, the figures will look like on this ACC network?
6: Not yet. And I, I don't think we're going to know for uh, about three years or so, because the, the idea is that when the network launches in 2019, it still has to, to, to get carriage. So it, 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 one of the cliches in the business is that the easiest thing to do in sports media is to say I'm going to launch a channel, and the hardest thing to do in sports media is actually launch a channel. So until they actually are able to fashion these agreements with the Comcast, Charter's, Direct TV's of the world, it's going to be really kind of it's going to be really tough to figure out what the uh, dollars are.
2: Well, along those lines, the 2019 date, and I think you reported this, but it's my understanding that that's when several Disney network deals would be up to be renegotiated with a lot of the providers, cable and satellite. And so, in theory, ESPN could go to those folks and say, hey, you want ESPN, you want Disney Channel, you want X, Y, and Z, well, you're going to take the ACC network as well. Is that sort of the ploy here? Uh,
6: traditionally, that's been the ploy, and and it's, going, it's there's still three years – think about how we were watching and consuming video three years ago, you know, iPads were were still relatively new of sorts. So it's uh, how that changes is going to be interesting to watch. But traditionally what the ESPN has been able to do is is say, okay, we want to, we're going to package a whole bunch of channels and, and and try to force them on with ABC, Disney channel, ESPN one and two. What one of the, Interesting things to, to note, though, is that uh, when they launched the SEC network, they sold the SEC network pretty much on its own, uh, and they, they counted on uh, the rabid fan base of, uh, of the Southeastern to uh, uh, part of the United States to really see that going through. Well, that was two years ago, and in the ensuing two years, the whole cable industry has seen a trend where it's been getting smaller. They've been losing subscribers. The ESPN has lost about 10 million subscribers in the past couple of years. So all of a sudden, they're going to be negotiating for the ACC in an environment where Comcast and Time Warner Cable and and Charter are going towards smaller, lower cost tiers of programming as opposed to these gigantic tiers where you just really try to throw everything in there. So it's going to be a really interesting dynamic and a really interesting negotiation to cover.
3: And John, too, continuing that, I think the, the bigger question, which we don't know the, 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 the answer to, is the OTT part, point being, and you can make up any of the numbers you want, but, but you throw this out on the iPads, the iPhones, that type of thing, on a monthly subscription fee. Let's just say, Let's just pick $10. That's probably too high, but let's pick $10. And over the next two or three years, 5 million people sign up at $10 a month for this. That's a $600 million new revenue stream that didn't exist prior to this. And, and, and I, Tom and I have said all along that the commissioner uh, has maintained the partnership with ESPN, and it was noted in many of the releases, you reported on it as well, that the OTT is going to be a 50-50 deal because they don't know what the upside, downside, or other side is. There may be great growth there depending on what the public is willing to pay over a period of time to have that immediate access.
6: There could be the the uh announcement uh they haven't actually made an announcement but the story that i talked about was uh, next month they're going to be launching a digital network right which is not the ott network this digital network is um going to for the next 3 years have mainly olympic sports and it's uh it's it's going to um in or, in order to access it you have to be authenticated so, which means that you can't cut the cord and get the, uh, the ACC network. You have to prove that you are uh, a cable subscriber that, get, that gets uh, ESPN, and that's the only way to see it. In terms of a future OTT network, it, re- really depend- uh, it really depends on what rights they put on that network because right now they're asking cable operators to pay a lot for a, uh, for, for a cable channel, and I don't necessarily see... Uh, ESPN or the ACC wanting to take the rights off that channel and then give them or sell them directly to the consumer, then if you're the cable operator, why would I buy the channel? So that's a, there are a lot of moving pieces with regards to that.
3: And I guess that, that the fallout of that also becomes, if you will, a new business model. It's not just an ACC network thing.
6: Right, and it would be an entirely new business model for ESPN that they want no part of right now. Right now, ESPN and Fox and uh, NBC are doing whatever they can to prop up this cable TV business because the cable TV business feeds them a ton of money. And if all of a sudden they had to go direct to the consumer, it would just, it it would upend everything. It would would be, you know, the business version of chaos.
2: Right. We're talking with John O'Ran, who's the media reporter for Sports Business Journal. I want to ask you and go go back to what you said about... uh, or, or just in general, when I see reports of cord cutting and how ESPN is losing tons of subscribers, and clearly they are, I, I feel like it's not brought up that every time somebody cuts the cord, that's also FS1 losing a subscriber or lots of other networks, too. Is that is that not the case? Is it just that ESPN being the giant and commanding $7 per subscriber per month gets all the headlines because of, of how many more dollars it is? Well,
6: ESPN has lost a little bit more just because they started from a higher point. Uh, but But, yeah, cord cutting is... It affects a whole lot more than just ESPN. It affects Fox Sports 1 and 2, NBC Sports Network and Golf Channel and and all of NBC's uh, offerings there, uh, and and CBS Sports Network uh, that's out there. So cord cutting is affecting the entire cable industry.
2: Let me go back to this year's digital network that'll be launched. It seems to me that what we have is a rebranding from ESPN3 to ACC Network Plus I think it is and then more inventory of games or events that will be broadcast but beyond that is there any significant change I mean is this still the schools and the universities handling the broadcast for the most part
6: Yeah the, the it's they're going to take a lot from the from ESPN3 I don't believe that there's going to be any football or or men's or women's basketball games on the uh, ACC Network Plus, the digital network, for the, it, it, at least the next three years. Uh, those will remain sort of with, uh, within the ESPN um, uh, ecosystem there. Um, but it's, uh, it, it, it's it's really going to be focused on Olympic non-revenue sports, and there's going to be a, a heavy focus on sports that are produced
3: John, one of the longtime friends, and obviously they've done it and made money on it, uh, of the ACC is Raycom. And I had the privilege of doing the first two years of the RSN uh, uh, project uh, for television, for football. W- what's going to happen to the Raycom folks, and how are they going to play into this uh, given their agreements and, and the things that they're plugged into now?
6: Yeah, I'll tell you, so I grew up in D.C. and I, I went to Maryland. I grew up with the, the Raycom guys. They're still so identified with the ACC, aren't they? I mean, they're, Very they're, much. Um, what I know is that the, the rights that Raycom has to over the air, those move over to ESPN and will be part of the ESPN, uh, of the ACC network in 2019. Um, and what happens to Raycom and, and what Raycom's involvement will be, I think that they have three years to figure that out. And, and uh, I don't want to speculate. I, I hope that they they remain involved because I, you know, as an ACC fan, it's, uh, they, like I said, they are a part of the ACC, but I, I'm not sure that that's
3: been etched in stone yet. Any clue, John, any best guess? Uh, there's been reports about the uh, $45 million fee that would be paid if something wasn't done. And then, you know, hopefully there's money above that. Uh, the other networks, depending on who you uh, have listened to, they talk about generating 8 or $9 million a year per school um. Uh, through that, any clue early on where this might fall, if at all, in the first couple of three years, or do we really, as you mentioned earlier, need to wait to 2019 or thereafter to, to get any measurement?
6: I I really think you need to wait. I'm I'm dying to see myself. I know that that this announcement didn't wasn't part of that payment that you said because the ESPN's going to end up paying even more just because they're going to. Own 100% of the digital networks. They're going to own 100% of the uh, of the linear network. So they're going to end up paying even more than that fee to, to launch these networks. But I, I do know that ESPN and the ACC both really wanted this to happen. John Skipper is a North Carolina graduate. He's from North Carolina, and he, he he's the head of ESPN, and he wanted to see this done. The ACC wanted to see this done, and while I'm uh, some, somewhat pessimistic about the overall market that they're launching into. I know enough not to bet against, you know, Disney, ESPN, or the ACC for that matter.
2: Not not their first rodeo, as we like to say it's in the exactly.
6: south.
2: Exactly. For our listeners' sake and our our sake, uh, because this is what you do. And again, we're talking with John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal. Can you uh, describe a little bit about uh, what John Wildhack did at ESPN? He's now the new Syracuse AD because. It can't be a bad thing for the Atlantic Coast Conference that he's now going to be on the other side of the table when these discussions and negotiations go forward.
6: Well, yeah, and I, I, I I'm talking to Tallahassee and, and, and their way up in Syracuse. But the best thing to happen for Florida State is John Wildack going to, going to to uh, Syracuse because you know he when he was at ESPN he was part of every single rights deal. He was part of uh, the talent deals. This is uh, one of the smartest. Sports media executives at, uh, that that was in the business, and what he brings to Syracuse and the ACC by proxy is are is just the biggest rolodex that that you've seen. He has deep relationships through the entire sports industry, and if you're if you're in the process as a conference of launching a television channel, I can't think of a better person to have sort of shepherding that than John Wildhack at uh, at, at Syracuse, and I, I think that. You know, he's he's going to be great for Syracuse, but I think that the ACC is going to greatly benefit from having him on their side as well.
3: John, Tom and I have said all along that when you're dealing with the ACC and you're dealing with Swofford, uh, there there are very few leaks and information doesn't get out early. Uh, I, I think this was a little bit premeditated somehow by the ACC to set it, but tomorrow, that being the case, we should hear something that expounds upon this. What What are we going to hear from Swafford in the morning that maybe we don't know about? What would be your guess?
6: You know, I don't know. Actually, uh, I was just talking to a, a source yesterday who said that the deal actually hasn't been signed yet. Um, it's going to happen, which is why I, I reported it. But it it, uh, it hasn't been signed yet, so it's going to be interesting to see what he's going to be able to say without it being actually inked, uh, or or maybe it does get inked today, or or, or, or tonight or tomorrow morning, so those, um I can't really answer that.
3: Well, we are we always just expecting Swalford to hit us with something. You know, we we didn't hear anything, didn't know anything, nothing was talked about, and all of a sudden, hey, Notre Dame's a part of the network, the conference now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, uh, he, he, very good in that way. Hey, we'll let you get going here in a minute. And this is great insight. Uh, I appreciate your expertise on this. Uh, Keith just mentioned Notre Dame. Do you ever see in your mind a scenario now that Notre Dame is, because this is one of the things not talked about as much, but the grant of rights now basically means Notre Dame, if they join a conference in the next 20 years, it has to be the ACC. Do you ever see a scenario where that happens?
6: Ever, ever is a long time. I uh, I think that it could possibly happen, but uh, Notre Dame right now, with its uh, NBC deal that it has, is there's no benefit for them that I see. I mean, if I'm advising Notre Dame, I wouldn't advise them to to join the ACC. Um,
2: how long does their deal run, and how much are they getting annually from it? Do you know?
6: Uh, gosh, I I, I don't want to say because I, I I don't have it off the top of my head, but um, I, they just renewed it just like a year or two ago, so I, they're they're going to be with NBC for a while. And if, well, the, the only if thing some reason that. Mean- They'll, if for some reason that dries up from NBC, yeah, they'll, 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 they'll probably join the
3: AC. Well, the only but, thing, and I think you would agree with this too, John. I'll, I'll sound like I'm disagreeing with you, but I think we're in agreement. I think, I think you've correctly 100% answered the question as it relates to dollars and, and television exposure. I think the one part about the Notre Dame issue that we don't know yet and won't know until it actually happens is how, if at all, they are handicapped by not being eligible to play in a championship game. And what that may or, or the playoffs, may or the yeah. playoffs, what that may or may not do to them getting into the playoff, um, that to me might be the thing that drives any of their decisions even more so than the dollars associated, because uh, quite frankly they 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 have plenty of dollars.
6: <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And also, just speaking as a fan now, that yes, every time they win a couple of games, they get overrated by the by the pollsters. So, so I, I think that they almost don't want the. Uh, the championship game cuz if they go undefeated or have one loss i i think that they they feel like they'll they'll be uh you know uh at the top of the uh, the, the the national poll
3: that's a that's a very good point as well
2: John, there's a lot of other things we could pick your brain on, but I'm going to stop here uh, in interest of your time, and uh, and we'll leave it there. But thank you for uh, for joining us, and uh, I know you're as curious as we are as to just what the commissioner will say tomorrow, which may not be much of anything that hasn't been already. Or recorded, it may be profound, but but who
6: knows? We'll see. <laughs> which, by the way, is a
2: two syllable word, John. <laughs> uh,
6: wow, that that was good. I, I tried to stick with the ones, but I think I got a couple two's
2: in there. All right, hey, thanks so much for for joining us. Appreciate it, John thing anytime John O'Ran from uh, Sports uh, Business Journal if you're not familiar with it by the way I mean you literally could spend well, that's, that's the Bible you could spend your whole day reading through as many stories as they have not just to sports media but but sports business side overall that's the Bible of the sports media uh, uh, it is component no it question is. all right uh, the Bible of uh, Florida State University Athletics from an information standpoint is one Tim Linnefeldt Our Moses well, we'll see which if he prefers Moses or how he likes to be He's uh, lead us, described. He's lead us out of the wilderness? Yes, we'll talk to him next when we continue here on the front row.
1: Instead of trying to follow 140-character tweets or waiting until Sunday morning to read bits and pieces of what head coach Jimbo Fisher said in his post-game press conference, Why not watch the entire press conference live and free on your desktop, laptop, tablet, or smartphone? Only Seminoles.com and the Seminoles.com app bring you Jimbo Fisher live, following every home game. No tweets, no wait, all Jimbo.
5: Five days only, it's our 4th of July sale. Biggest sale of the year. Only in Cairo, Georgia, and only at Hobson Chevrolet Buick. I'm Bob Hobson, and now's the time to buy. Save up to 20% off MSRP on selected models. Get more for your trade-in, and get the best financing anywhere. Get your best deal the first time. You won't get a better deal or be treated better than right here in K. Road, Georgia, a hospitality city. Come by and see us, or check us out at HobsonChevrolet.com. Buy your new Chevrolet the Hobson way.
0: radio sports center i'm bob picozzi too bad they couldn't find a big name to fill in Dale earnhardt jr is going to miss the next two sprint cup races because of recurring concussion-like symptoms and filling in for junior will be four-time nascar cup series champion chef gordon a grand jury today in waco indicted former baylor all-american defensive end sean Oakman on second degree felony sexual assault charges new bears football coach jim grove says that football is taking a back seat now in the wake of University's mishandling of sexual assault allegations within the program. Rob a guest this morning on Mike and Mike. We're going to be better than ever, but we have to do things the right way. And the number one thing we want our players to understand is there is no tolerance. There's zero tolerance for misbehavior. Uh, if, if they misbehave, we will, we will funnel their problems onto the right people. Big 12 says it's satisfied that Baylor's administration is being transparent in its investigation.
1: Sports Center is brought to you by Barbasol. Have you splashed in the Pacific Ocean and felt the rush? Barbasol has it, America, in Pacific Rush Shaving Cream. Barbasol, Pacific Rush. You are listening to The Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones, only on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Here's Tom and Keith.
2: We are back on the front row. Tom and Keith and our Seminoles.com insider, Tim Linnefelt, will join us. Tim, we're at the point in the calendar where normally it's pretty slow, but... Oh,
3: dang. I'm getting to get a nap.
2: Keith, you all right?
3: to
7: get a nap.
2: Okay. Anyway, in the last week, uh, the Bachelorette contestant, Robbie Hayes, former FSU swimmer, has been here. Showtime announces a behind-the-scenes series with FSU. The ACC kickoff starts this week. And, oh, by the way, there's an ACC network. So this is sort of the anti-July compared to uh, the norm. Yeah, it really is, and
8: uh, it's it, you know it's exciting. Like you said, there's usually not much going on, and we're all sort of twiddling our thumbs and, and waiting for you to update each day with your your Twitter countdown. So uh, it's actually there's actually stuff to talk about and to think about, and, and and stuff to ask the uh, the coaches and players and stuff uh, later this weekend at ACC kickoff. It's uh, it's good
2: to have. You know sort of the snarky tone with which you said that i'm not sure if that was actually a positive message about my twitter countdown or a negative one but are, are you are but, you verified but, but are way, you ver- are you verified no i'm not verified although now you don't even have to you know now you can directly apply maybe i'll do that to get verified i
3: think it's a good idea we I'm can you do impressed it
2: Impressed, i knew about that i don't know how you knew about it but you did hey uh tim uh let's let's where to start here uh where do you want to start Oh uh,
7: Well, let's uh,
8: start with kickoff this week. It starts tomorrow.
2: It starts with tomorrow. It does yeah. start tomorrow. We'll be there tonight, as a matter of fact. So what kind of uh, content will Seminoles.com be providing from ACC kickoff?
8: Well, obviously the, the, the basic stuff, which is everything that, that Timo Fisher has to say, anything that Dalvin Cook and the Marcus Walker has to say, we'll, we'll have for you. I'll, I'll have you know recaps and analysis on, on, on their words. But you know, the cool thing that we usually get to do is uh, some of our camera guys, Lane and Jonathan, usually get to follow – the, the players around as they sort of do the, I guess you might call it the mini car wash uh, that, that, that the players go on up there at, at ACC kickoff going you know, around to college football live and doing some of the, the promo photography and the headshots and all that kind of stuff that, that they do and, and meet with some of the, the TV broadcast guys to, in their preparation for the season. And and when we usually are the only outlet that gets to be in there for that and get some, uh, some cool footage and, and, and talk to those guys and, and see Sort of what 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 the players go through when they're the 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 presumed faces of the program like Dalvin and Demarcus are this year, so it should be kind of a fun thing to see.
3: And and in keeping with that, because Tom and I have been uh, had the pleasure to be there before, uh, and was looking at the schedule for Dalvin and and Walker. They'll start about eight fifteen, I believe, on Thursday morning is that side of the and they will go all the way to four o'clock in fifteen minute increments. So I haven't done the exact math, but that's 25 or 30 interviews, uh, discussions, shows, topics, or otherwise. I mean, it it truly is a long, long day for those kids.
8: It really is. But, you know, it's kind of cool, I think, especially from a Florida State perspective in that uh, I think those two guys are going to do really well with it. You know, Dalvin's been a a really nice interview since he's been here. and, And, you know, FSU's asked a lot of them, especially, you know, last season when, when he was uh, you know, in the run for the, the Heisen race, and all that kind of stuff. And he was always really, really gracious with uh, with reporters with the media and gave good and thoughtful answers. I expect that to continue, uh, especially with all the hype he has entering his junior season. And then DeMarcus Walker is a guy who I think really has a chance to uh, boost his profile a lot this week. He's, in my opinion, one of the most quotable players on the team. He has a lot of... Uh, he's a pretty thoughtful guy. always has some sort of uh, catchphrase or saying or something that, that he likes to throw out there. And so... Uh, I think for reporters who are getting to meet him for the first time, they're really going to enjoy talking to him.
3: And this sounds a little um, uh, over the top, if you will, but I I think Jimbo has gotten better at these things over the last couple of three years. I I think he's, uh, mellowed is is a, a term we use relative to his sideline antics from from three or four years ago. I think that's gone away, but uh, you know he doesn't always use the r- repeated cliches. He'll he'll stop and think for a minute and and give a truly articulate answer from the heart, not just what people want to hear. Uh, he's become interesting to listen to in, in in formats like this.
8: He really has, and you know, of course, now he's he's one of the top draws at this event every year. And I, I think you're right. I think part of that, a big part of that, comes just from one, getting more comfortable doing it, uh, obviously going into, you know, his, uh, I guess it was his seventh year now as the head coach, if you can believe that. Um, but, uh, you know, being more comfortable. Then also just, you know, now compared to six years ago, he's considered, I think, universally to be one of the top five, top ten football coaches uh, in, in the nation right now. And so, you know, you get a little more leeway with that. You don't know that you have to worry about uh, what what you say in terms of, you know, controlling the message or presenting the messages as, as much as you, you did, because, You already, I guess, you're at that level and you're you're regarded uh, where you want to be, and so you know people respect what you have to say, pretty much regardless of what it is. If that makes any sense,
2: this is going to be, I think it's safe to say, the biggest ACC kickoff ever in terms of meat to it. I don't know about attendees, but you've got all these new coaches and they're pretty high profile, like a Bronco Mendenhall and a Mark Richt. You're going to have Clemson and Florida State in the top five nationally, both uh, you know have been in the playoff. Uh, you've got an ACC network announcement. I mean, this, this is actually an ACC kickoff that's got relevance.
8: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty interesting, I think. And, and like you mentioned, uh, it wasn't even really until yesterday, I was kind of going around with some of the storylines in my head when you remember all the, all the, the new coaches uh, in the league. And it wasn't all that long ago that the ACC was kind of universally praised uh, across the country for you know, going outside the box with some of these hires and, 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 and picking up guys who were, were you know, innovative or fresh thinking. It uh, wasn't just you know the, the the usual track that you see maybe in some other leagues. So uh, it'll be it'll be really cool to see you know one of course Mark Rick, uh coming back to Miami and, and certainly got interested you know, who uh, is of interest to Florida State fans. But you know, to hear Dino Baber speak or to hear Bronco Mendenhall speak or to hear Justin Fuente speak and, and kind of you know put faces with those names and get to know those guys a little bit. It should be pretty cool. Uh, I think that you know, there's, there's high expectations now for all those programs and. Get them all in one place would be pretty
3: neat. Well, and speaking of one place, all that video available at Seminoles.com almost immediately. You all get it up so quick. Uh, you know, people people over the next couple, three days, they can find a lot of content uh, real
8: easily. There will be a lot. It's, it's all the hamsters and the wheels that we're, uh, we're bringing with us in the van.
2: I want to ask your opinion, both of you, on this one uh, real quick, Tim. Not your vote, but how will the ACC media vote? Player of the year, I think we're all going to be in agreement. It'll probably be Deshaun Watson. You guys see that as being the preseason conference player of the year pick? I do. I do. have a vote, and that will be my vote. Okay. The bigger question is ACC champion. Is it going to be Clemson or Florida State that gets that nod from the ACC folks?
3: Tim, you, you go, go first. first. <laughs> <laughs> Way to pass the buck, guys.
2: I, I will go first. It's going to be Clemson because
3: the the ACC, uh, particularly the media are very old-fashioned and conservative, and they're going to give a great deal of weight to who was there last, and they're going to give a great deal of weight to Florida State, though though, personally we don't think it's a big deal not having a high-profile quarterback. Right. So I think the vote will go very closely to Clemson. Um, my vote will be Florida State, but I think the media vote will go to Clemson. Tim?
8: I tend to agree. I think that, that Clemson will, will be the preseason favorite. It's kind of funny. In fact, I wrote about it in our ACC kickoff preview it just went up on the site uh, that the ACC has two national title contenders, two Eisman Trophy contenders, and, and one of them is not even going to be picked to win its own division. Uh, it's going to shake out that way somehow. Uh, I do think Clemson will be the preseason choice. But uh,
6: you know what? I've, I'm really
8: curious to see how split it is. I wonder. I, I think it's going to be pretty close.
3: Very close would be my guess.
8: Yeah, I, I think Clemson will probably edge out Florida State in the preseason poll, which as we've uh, already established doesn't really matter. But I do think it's going to be close, especially you know, like you said, Keith, Clemson was there last year. But it's not just that they were there last year; it's what they have coming back, especially Deshaun Watson, uh, the running back Wayne Gallman is back. All those receivers are back. They have some new faces on defense. But I think you know, given the fact that Clemson had the year it had last year and all it has come back on offense, it, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with somebody who says that the Clemson should be the preseason favorite. But I do think it's going to be really close. It
3: Makes that October showdown all that more interesting, won't it?
8: It's going to be great. That's what I said. Can we just write the winner of the FSU Clemson game at number one on our, uh, our preseason
2: ballots? I think that would be a uh, exactly here here. Hey, hey uh, one thing, I, I think I looked at the schedule, and uh, though we vote while we're there, I don't think the preseason picks are actually announced until Monday or Tuesday next week, so they're, they're drawing that out. That's when we'll get that word. I'll let you go on this, Tim, but uh, working through it, we'll also vote for preseason all-conference teams. Uh, in my mind, it feels like there's three Seminoles who will definitely make that no-brainers, and that's Roderick Johnson, Dalvin Cook, and Demarcus Walker. I'll stop there first. Would you agree those three are definitely going to be on it? I think they will. Okay, so then how many more will make the uh, the preseason All-ACC team? And guys to consider would be uh, obviously Derwin James, Derek Nottie, Travis Rudolph. How many more of those do you think make it?
8: I, all those guys you mentioned, uh, the, the possibilities. I think Derwin James is probably the strongest candidate after those those three that you mentioned. Uh, Travis Rudolph for sure has a chance. Uh, I would look, actually, at Marquez White. I, I was going to
3: say, Marquez is getting a lot of love by a lot of people.
8: Yeah, I think he, he has an opportunity to to, uh, to to be there as well. But any of those are probably uh, – you know, I wonder – I need to, to research more of the ACC side ends. I wonder if maybe Ryan Izzo could have an outside shot. Um, maybe not. I think he probably would have a better chance. I think the boy uh, from Clemson
3: has got that nailed list. down.
8: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I think that's probably a pretty good list. I would start with, uh, like you said, uh, Dalvin. Uh, DeMarcus and Roderick Johnson, and if I had to pick the fourth, it would be Derwin.
2: So we're setting the over-under at three and a half is where we're setting it? I
8: think that sounds good. And and you, you know what? I'll I, take the over. I would go You're four and a half. Go, you'd go I'd four go four and a half. half. So you,
2: and would you take the over or the under? On I'd four take go over on four and a half. I so, would. So Keith thinks five knolls on there, and Tim, you think four.
8: You think Mar- Marquez is the
2: fifth, I, I think. I really do. Huh?
8: Well, I, it's definitely a possibility. I'd like to see that
2: for him. I, I think four and a half exactly. will be. No, I don't know. I, I would. I think it's probably going to be four over five. There's just more. There's it. more. Uh, there's more fish in the sea, so to speak. With the ACC having uh, fourteen, you know, all First the schools. What now. are you, Charlie the, Kuna Now what? <laughs> all right, we're done with this segment. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, Tim. Uh, Ooh, travel safe. We'll see you in Charlotte. Are you? Are you angling for uh, angling? I didn't even try to do that for a, for, a, <laughs> for another sponsorship
3: there. It just came to mind, and then it came out. That's a problem I've had
2: recently. All right, more to come. There's uh, much more to talk about still, as always, on the front row.
4: It's the Wakala Report, a quick take on news and events in and around Wakala. Brought to you locally by Prime Meridian Bank, Tallahassee, and Crawfordville. If it's important to you, it's important to us. Congratulations and good luck to Wakulla High baseball coach Mike Golger, who has taken a job at Lincoln High School. Mike is a Wakulla High graduate and has been with the War Eagles for 15 years as a teacher and coach. Sign up is open for the River Springs Middle School Baseball Camp, featuring Wakala and FAMU alum Jordy Montague and Thomas University alum Tyler Kreb. The camp runs from July 25th to the 29th. Call 510-0860 for information. And don't forget that the Wakala National Wild Turkey Federation Banquet is Saturday, July 30th. For details, call 445-3364. This has been the Wakala Report, brought to you by your friends at Prime Meridian Bank. Personal service, local decision-making, Prime Meridian Bank, Tallahassee, Crawfordville, or on the web at trymybank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.
9: Hey folks, Austin Hobson with Hobson Chevrolet Buick in Cairo, Georgia. Due to the huge success, Chevrolet is holding over new car specials through the 4th of July. Save up to $10,000 on a new 2015 Chevy Silverado. Save up to $7,500 on new Chevy Tahos and Suburbans. At Hobson, we just make it easy. You'll always get more for your trade and the best deal the first time. Come in for our 4th of July blowout sale or check us out on the web at HobsonChevrolet.com. Buy your next Chevrolet the Hobson way
1: broadcasting live from the Prime Meridian Bank Studios in Tallahassee's All Saints District. This is the Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones, presented by Hobson Chevrolet. Get your best deal the Hobson way. Here's Tom Block and Keith Jones.
2: We welcome you back to the Front Row. It is a a jam-packed Front Row on the eve of ACC. Kickoff, Tom and Keith, with you. Thanks again to John O'Ran from Sports Business Journal joining us to discuss the mechanics, uh, what we know anyway, of the ACC Network. Tim Linnefelt, our Seminoles.com insider, uh, who we will see in Charlotte. And uh, we're pleased to welcome to the program as well, Alec Eberly a redshirt sophomore offensive lineman from Florida State, started the last six games of last season uh, at center. And while we will talk a little bit about uh, on the field stuff, we really welcome Alec to the program to talk about some off the field stuff that's coming up. So first of all, how are you, sir?
7: I'm doing good. I'm just sitting here, hanging out, talking to you guys. That, well, we appreciate
2: I'm sure you had nothing better to do on July 20th than just sit around and, and talk to us guys.
7: No, uh, it's funny. I actually just hopped off the field. I was coaching the uh, youth camp, and I'm fixing to go to workouts here in a little bit. Yeah, well,
3: in- and supp- something tells me at least two or three times uh, the sometime this week, about 6 a.m., you'll be with uh, some others big dudes doing some footwork and stuff.
7: <laughs> oh, yeah, we know. You know how it goes, a little, a little action.
2: Alec Everly, uh is obviously a florida state offensive lineman we had big roderick uh, johnson on uh, not roderick johnson we had Wilson Bell on. wilson bell yeah see i'm getting old like you are keith i can't even remember who we talked you'll to. never be as old as i am I, 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 we asked wilson this question i'll ask you too so what is your target weight as you go into two days what do you want to play at this season
7: i want to play anywhere between 299 pounds and 305 pounds
2: all right keith is that your goal too i'm pretty close to it <laughs> all right let's uh let's talk about what's going on next week because you uh obviously are are the 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 organizer if you will i don't know the official title but representing the fsu chapter of uplifting athletes for the third annual lift for life event which is a week from today four o'clock on wednesday july 27th inside the uh the dunlap athletic training facility i'll stop there and let you fill in the blanks on on what exactly lift for life is
7: so basically it's just another event for um, our team to give back uh, to the community and to the really to the country because uplifting athletes is a, uh, an organization which raises money for the fight against rare diseases um, for children and our specific diseases and current anemia which is disease that uh, Coach Fisher's son, Ethan Fisher faces on a day-to-day basis. So really take advantage of this opportunity to raise money for Coach Fisher and his kids and the Kids First Foundation and uplifting athletes as a whole. And it's also a great opportunity for um, for the fans to come out and see us before we get started with two days and get in the, in the football mode because they can come out and watch us, you know, compete against each other and meet Coach Fisher, say hi to the guys, take a pictures and just hang out with everybody. And like I said, it's just awesome, the first time opportunity to get back in any way possible.
3: Now there's some interesting events that you guys will, will engage in that aren't typically football-related. Talk about those a little bit.
7: Okay, well, we always do a, uh, like a car push and, you know, a tire flip. But, you know, it really gets down nitty-gritty when we uh, pull the big old rope out and we do uh, position-on-position tug-of-war. And it gets pretty heated in there because, you know, by the end of the day, it's all offensive line versus defensive line. And, you know, it gives us bragging rights on who wins, and it gets really competitive out there.
2: So I understand you're going to break into position groups this year, though, right? Not just offense versus defense?
7: Yeah, it would be O-line, D-line, receivers, DBs, et cetera. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got you. Okay. Let's so, go, so let's so go the...
3: back. Let's go back. Flipping tires, all right. I'm 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 picturing the tire that's on my 2015 Chevrolet Silverado from Hobson Chevrolet in Cairo. Oh, you pull. Pull. A you to be
7: a tire off one of them big John Deere tractor
2: there tractors. We so there we go. There we go. Now we're talking. I I just want to clarify when you say uh, position group battles, the receivers aren't going against the big uglies here, right? I mean, receivers oh, no, versus no, DBs. The DBs, yeah, <laughs> O line versus D line. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we didn't have a stacked deck there, since you were the organizer. Uh, no, no, is, no, no, no. Is, is there a suggested? Uh, is there a, a admission charge, ticket price, or a suggested donation
7: for people? Well, yeah. There's no. There's no. Definite like uh, price to get in, but we ask for a donation just because you know we're raising money for, for like, like, like I said, against the fight against rare diseases, and it's just a, like a, a gesture we like, but it's, it's not required.
2: And where can people find more information if they do want to make a donation? I, I imagine you'll be taking them there, but you can do so online as well.
7: Oh yeah, you can go to similar dot com, and you can also go to give. I have it right here it's give dot or you can even follow me on Instagram at AlecEverly54 because I have the link in my, um, in my bio also. You can go to that link, and it'll tell you how to donate and tell you more about other athletes and more about the fight against the and everything.
3: And for those uh, FSU fans that might be aware or not aware, uh, Alec also ups who, uh, for two very prestigious awards. He's on the watch list for the All-State American Football Coaches Association Good Works team as well as the Warful Trophy Watch List. Uh, both of those uh, awards are given out for obviously some on the field performance, but mostly off the field performance. Because last I checked, um, you guys don't get paid to do this. You're encouraged to do it, but it's not required. Th- this is you giving back to the community here in Tallahassee and around the country.
7: Oh yes, sir. It's a, it's a big. It's a big honor on my part. I, I love to give back, and you know, I do even more work out in the community, going to high schools and middle schools, and elementary schools, just talking to kids. And, you know, helping them out with some football stuff and just life skills and all that. It's just it's just awesome to give back.
2: We're talking with Alec Eberly and about the lift for life next week. We'll we'll ask you a couple football questions momentarily, but I, you know, Keith and I are around the program and I think fans from afar are aware that that Ethan Fisher is pretty connected and uh, you know, is you see him I don't know if he runs out of the tunnel anymore, but he's around the team a lot. So I'm curious because this really puts a face on what you guys are fundraising for here. Uh, How well do you guys know Ethan, and how much does he interact with the team, given that uh, he's Coach Fisher's son?
7: He's always around. He's always in the players' lounge with us, messing around or just hanging out in the field or doing anything. I mean, Like I said, we want to give back to Coach Fisher because Coach Fisher treats us like we're his own kids. And so when we have the opportunity to give back to his true kids, it's awesome because you know how they support us nonstop and they love us just like we're their big brothers, and it's just awesome to give back to them.
2: Yeah, I, I just uh, I don't know if the general public is aware just how much time that Ethan and Trey are are around the program there. Uh, switching gears a little bit here, Alec, uh, you're you're from Virginia, and and Florida State, especially of late, uh, has really been able to pull some big fish out of the state of Virginia. I mean, there's several guys on the roster like a Josh Sweat, uh, a Derek Noddy, Levante Taylor. I think there's some kids committed from there. What what is it? Uh, you know, how did Florida State become so attractive or what is it that Jimbo's doing in that area to be able to pull some of the top prospects out of your home state down to Tallahassee?
7: Well, you know, we all just know that, I mean, if we want to go to the next level, that Florida State's the best place to come to. Uh, I think they do a really well job uh, recruiting us out there also just because they're, you know, they're up there as much as possible. And a lot of schools just expect, a lot of schools expect you just to go to their school because of who they are. That's not how Florida State is. They really sell you on, you know the family atmosphere, and that you know we might be from far away, but they're gonna treat us like we're just from Florida, like we're just another kid. You know they want to be the best they can, and they just they really help us out, and you know they they treat us like family, and that's the biggest thing is um that's, I think that's how they get us down here is because everybody's scared to leave their family from Virginia. That's a long ways away. That's 15 or 13 hours away, and that's a scary that's a scary sight knowing you can be that far from your parents. But I mean our coaches really take care of us, treat us like we're their own.
3: Alec, we asked uh, Wilson the same question. Uh, I probably know the answer, but uh, just to give you the opportunity to express it. You know, you turn around and you see Cook back there, that number four. Uh, it's a running and play, and uh, you're on your own 12 yard line. You know that uh, 88 yards is not unrealistic for this kid. How excited do you get uh, knowing the ball is going to be handed to uh, one Dalvin Cook?
7: Oh, that's pretty awesome. No, we got a bat like him behind us and just. No, if we can give him that three or four seconds, it's going to make a big difference. He's going to be, nine times out of 10, he's going to be running on that sideline. We give him a couple seconds.
2: Who is going to be a surprise player? And, you know, nowadays the whole roster is four and five star guys, and, and diehard fans know the names. But uh, it doesn't have to be your position group, though it can be. It doesn't even have to be offense since you see the defense every day. But who's somebody you think that, that really is poised to, to all of a sudden become a, a, a much bigger name or contributor than what he's been previously?
7: I personally, I believe that DeMarcus Christmas is going to explode out of the season this year. I think he's going to be one of those guys that people are like, holy crap, this kid's the real deal. He's, just, he's so explosive and he works so hard. I think he's really busted his tail this offseason. I think he's going to have one heck of a season.
2: So you've got, uh, what, a couple weeks left before you get into to the nice, cool weather of fall camp in August? Uh, and no exertion during the day and <laughs> lay back and pom-bombs and uh, eat and uh, no activity, right? Oh, yeah. What's, uh, we'll let you go on this. With this camp that's going on right now, what's it like for you to to interact with some of the players that are in uh, there, you know, whether they're recruits now or or at that age or younger, I guess?
7: I think it's just cool to, you know, I was in their shoes four years ago. I think it's cool to realize that it's just awesome to help them fight for their chance to get a scholarship to come play here or whether it's at another school. It's just cool to teach these kids what we know to help them better their future. And it's just awesome working with them too because they're also, eager to learn and figure out what it is that we do here.
2: Well said. Give us the information one more time. The Lift for Life is next Wednesday at 4 o'clock, the FSU chapter of Uplifting Athletes, and uh, proceeds will benefit research and raise awareness for Fanconi anemia. How can people uh, learn more?
7: You can go to Seminoles.com, like I said, and you can also go to give.upliftingathletes.org, or you can follow me on Instagram at Eberly fifty four. And the link will be in my bio. And like I said, that will show you where to donate. It will give you background information on Uppercene Athletes and on Kids First. And we're also working on a Facebook page for the event, which would be uh, FSU Uppercene Athletes. Just go there. And like we said, it's um, July 27th, Wednesday at 4 o'clock at the end of facility. All
2: right. Hey, thanks so much for, for joining us and for what you're doing there. That's uh, great work uh, off the field for you and, and everybody that's participating in that. Appreciate it, Alec.
7: Thanks, Alec. All right. Thank you all, too. Y'all have a good day.
2: All righty. That is uh, Alec Everly. 299 to 305 target weight. Boy, good Lord willing, neither of us hits 299 to 305 this season, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> it's fine if he's there. but uh, I hear I'm, you. Yeah, I hear you. I, I'd be happy if I could get to 199 to 205 for this season the way I've been going in the offseason. All right, nobody cares about that, so we'll just uh, I'll be quiet and we'll finish the show. On the other side of this break here, this is the front row.
4: It's the Wakala Report, a quick take on news and events in and around Wakala. Brought to you locally by Prime Meridian Bank, Tallahassee, and Crawfordville. If it's important to you, it's important to us. Congratulations and good luck to Wakala High baseball coach Mike Golger, who has taken a job at Lincoln High School. Mike is a Wakala High graduate and has been with the War Eagles for 15 years as a teacher and coach. Sign-up is open for the River Springs Middle School Baseball Camp, featuring Wakala and FAMU alum Jordy Montague and Thomas University alum Tyler Krep. The camp runs from July 25th to the 29th. Call 510-0860 for information. And don't forget that the Wakala National Wild Turkey Federation Banquet is Saturday, July 30th. For details, call 445-3364. This has been the Wakala Report brought to you by your friends at Prime Meridian Bank. Personal service, local decision making, Prime Meridian Bank, Tallahassee, Crawfordville, or on the web at trymybank.com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.
9: Hey, folks, Austin Hobson with Hobson Chevrolet Buick in Cairo, Georgia. Due to the huge success, Chevrolet is holding over new car specials through the 4th of July. Save up to $8,000 on an all-new 2016 Chevy Impala. Looking for great fuel economy and technology bundled together in one package? Get a new 2016 Chevy Spark for just $13,300 or a new 2016 Chevy Sonic for just $14,200. At Hobson, we just make it easy. Come in for our 4th of July blowout sale or check us out on the web at HobsonChevrolet.com. Buy your next Chevrolet the Hobson way.
1: You're listening to The Front Row with Tom Block and Keith Jones. Got a question? Email them at The Front Row at 979ESPNRadio.com. Here's Tom and Keith.
2: All right, a few minutes to finish up, as always, on The Front Row. This week's uh, show was so jam packed, though, that uh, truly we have not enlightened uh, our listeners with with our own takes we've been too busy interviewing folks not that that hasn't been fine because we had some good guests on today so we've got five minutes keith to to we'll elaborate
3: make a list and we'll use the next two or three shows and elaborate how about that
2: well one thing I'd, i want to go back to the acc network first and again thanks to john oran from uh, sports business journal for joining us really there's a lot of questions unanswered at this point and even after the commissioner speaks tomorrow they'll still be unanswered questions because there's no way he's going to stand up and say, we're going to get X amount of dollars this year and X amount this year. He's going to speak in broad terms. But I do think, and we didn't really uh, delve too deep into this with John, uh, who's not sure of what any incremental bump to the rights fee is at this point or if that comes in 2019. There's long been this this rumored, it was never confirmed by the ACC, rumored report, that the ACC was going to get $45 million from ESPN if they didn't have a network this year, which is an additional $3 million per school. Kind of a default fee. Right. So on the one hand, it's been reported that now that there's this digital network launching, ESPN doesn't have to pay that, or it's been implied. But to me, it, that makes no sense from an ACC standpoint. In other words, if they were going to get $45 million as a conference for not having a network, why would they push for the digital network now if they're not going to get at least $45 million on top of having a digital network. And, and again, that $45 million, nobody confirmed that. Maybe it's twice that. Maybe it's half that. We don't know. But I just don't see why the league schools would get together and say, just in the name of having a digital network, we'll walk away from that revenue. So I, I it stands to reason to me that there's at least that bump included immediately. And I,
3: and I believe that within the OTT part, whether you're tied to having to be registered with a, a cable provider or not, which is the way the Watch ESPN works thing right now. got worked out, that that the powers that be, even though there's not a guaranteed number with that partnership, however the split is, the powers that be know that that number is going to be greater than that. And the reason I say that component, we didn't talk; it was alluded, but we didn't talk about it per se. But in conjunction with this, the overall deal with ESPN has been extended to twenty thirty five thirty six academic year. There's a twenty year extension of this. And in addition, all of the schools have have granted their grant of rights for that entire time frame, which means even if you leave the ACC, the ACC gets to keep all your money going forward until 2035-36. The powers that be, as as independent as these schools can think, the athletic directors, the presidents that make up the committees that vote on this, would not grant or agree to or uh, accept those extensions way into the future if the, the people a whole lot smarter than us didn't know there was going to be a revenue stream right. that was corresponding
2: to it. Well, and to your point, I saw some reaction on my Twitter feed you know, basically said, well, it better be a good deal because 2036 is a long time away. And I pointed out that, well, the current deal didn't expire to 2026, and they recut it 10 years early. So Correct. you can always renegotiate if it's not. Point two, it's interesting for all the grief that Swafford and the ACC have taken for not being on the same revenue level as the Big Ten and SEC – that Swafford has in effect dismantled the Big East entirely, and now directed the course of action for the Big Twelve, who yesterday announced after wavering that they, oh, by the in way, fact expand. We're because, interviewing because we have to to be relevant. We're interviewing, and to your point about the grant of rights, it means that the ACC schools are not going to be poached by the Big Twelve, correct? And so they're they're going to a whole different tier. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of things uh, that have come out of this, uh, but it's been interesting. It's finally here it, uh, in some form, at least. There's finally an announcement about it.
3: And the thing that I think benefits Florida State, you and I were talking about this last night, the thing that benefits Florida State is because of the uh, ability of the non-football and non-basketball programs to have such dominance that you're going to see a whole lot more Florida State content on whatever venue it is because you've got – national champions in soccer and the national uh and beach beach volleyball uh florida state's
2: baseball program uh on and on you've got national the other the other point and we need to wrap up we're getting the evil eye from the producer today the last point is also because florida state is probably the best positioned school right now in terms of infrastructure produce these broadcasts, article in the
3: paper today another three million dollar investment if if it's
2: not the best it's in the top two or three so florida state's able to do it and they have a product that people are interested in that that will result in a lot more fsu inventory available digitally in the next year win-win for seminole nation exactly keith you and i are going to spend seven hours in a car however long it takes to get to charlotte so you and i can continue we won't get there till tomorrow to continue to pontificate about all these topics i'm sleeping i'm driving And then we'll we'll take the best hour and we'll turn it into next week's show thanks for joining us everybody this is the front row
1: Broadcasting live from the Dale Earnhardt Jr. Buick GMC Cadillac Studios. This is 97.9 ESPN Radio. WTSM. Woodville, Thomasville, Tallahassee.